Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 145. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. We are going to get very intentional and also a bit deep in today's episode because so much of what you encounter and experience in life and in business, and I'm talking specifically about the opportunities that may come to you, the people that you may attract, the wealth, the abundance, even health, your overall health and happiness. So much of that is connected to the relationship that you have with yourself and also how you live out pleasure in your life. And I really love having these types of discussions on my podcast because we can get too caught up in being busy and too caught up in just doing that we forget about being. So this episode is really calling us to slow down. But trust me, that doesn't mean that it isn't going to see a big transformation because I believe that today's topic will see tremendous shifts in perspective for people and enormous transformations in how they think, feel, be, and in what they attract. So get ready to dig deep in this one. It's a very powerful episode and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get into it. Now, you know that I am all about designing a life centered around self-love, self-care, and just doing things that you love with the people that you love most. It's a certain piece that I really hope every biz mum can achieve. So today I'm speaking with a biz mum who wants to help you reach this level of alignment in your life and business. Today's guest is Sarah Little. She's a pleasure coach, relationship, sex, and self-love expert. Sarah is also a vintage nerd, and she lives for 1920s collectibles and 30s fashion. And when she's not looking at antique and secondhand stores, she's floating around the house, working in the garden, and playing with her son. Now, during this episode, Sarah is going to chat with us all about what happens when we forget to practice self-care and self-love and how we end up falling out of alignment, not only with ourselves, but also with our businesses too. And she's going to be sharing her best strategies and exercises to help you juggle or manage it all. Or is that what we should be doing? I don't know. We're going to find out. And I'm talking about biz mum life, mum life, and even just your social life while redesigning your life to be one that is filled with worth and abundance. I love these types of conversations. This is about becoming better and growing at a spiritual level. So huge welcome, Sarah, onto the Mums with Hustle podcast. Thank you so much, Tracy. I'm really excited to be here and connect with you. Yeah, and, you know, connect with the audience. So let's just help the ladies get to know you a bit more. What can you tell us about yourself and your family and 
what it is that you do in your business. Awesome. Well, I am a mum to a beautiful two-year-old boy whose name is Blaze. I have an amazing husband whose name is Nick and he's so supportive. He's just the best, you know, man I could have ever dreamed or wished for. My business is all about, like you said, you know, bringing back the self-love, the sexiness, the pleasure. God, the pleasure, you know, it's easy for us to talk about it, but when you experience pleasure, like it's a whole different thing. But my life has not always been this way. Like I've not always had this beautiful son, this beautiful husband, this beautiful lifestyle. It was a pretty rough upbringing for me, actually. So you've been on quite the journey. Yeah, I have. And it's been one hell of a journey, to be honest. It started when I was so, so young. And at the time, you know, when bad things happen, you think, oh, this is just awful. But looking back, those bad things bring us to our purpose and to our messages in life. And my parents divorced when I was really quite young, when I was 14 years old, and they both went their separate ways. And it was really hard for me because I couldn't actually find my place in the world. Mm-hmm. I like bounced from boyfriend to boyfriend, from job to job. I was actually anorexic for quite some time. I just couldn't find myself in the world and I didn't really have any role models to look up to or anybody to seek for guidance. And at 14, I ended up living on my own and living with my boyfriends and I was in a really messy place. Yeah. Well, you know, what we're going to be diving into here is not just, you're not just going to be sharing knowledge when it comes to self-love, self-care, pleasure and all of that, but you really are an embodiment of this knowledge. And that's why I'm so excited because you've walked a real authentic path and somewhere along this journey, you have decided that those things that happen to you do not define you and you have taken hold of everything that's happened and you've created change and you've created this life that you love now. And I think that comes from a real, a deliberate choice. And I'm so excited for you to dive in and and kind of help help us grow as well. So can we start by talking about self-care? Because I know that's a huge part of what you do and what you coach your your ladies on. So that's the term that that we kind of throw around, self-care. Well, what does that mean to you, Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm going to like throw a spanner in the works and maybe shake people's mindset up a little bit here because yeah, I'm like the total opposite advocate of self-care. Oh yes. (laughs) All right. She's a, a, I don't know, a game changer. Go for it. I know everybody advocates the hashtag self-care Sunday, but Uh I'm just like hashtag self-care every day. Oh, go girlfriend. So a lot of what I, like a lot of my philosophy is around pleasure and slow pleasure. And I refer to that as in creating a deliberate lifestyle that's based on the things you most enjoy. The thing with self-care, it can be nice, you know, it's lovely to have like self-care Sunday, but if the rest of your week is really crappy and you're, you know, running around the house like a mad woman trying to clean up and juggle a business that you're trying to get off the ground, you know, that one day of self-care may not be like the best thing. You may actually need self-care every day. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that I would suggest for a lot of women 
And a lot of women that are mums who fall into the trap of trying to be all things to all people is to simply like simplify and don't try and be all things to all people. Try and find the things that light you up, the things that give you pleasure and do those things every single day. So it's about not doing it because you have to, not forcing it or not pigeonholing yourself into like a single act of self-care or a single day of self-care, but holistically, like just having this conscious way of being in all of your day rather than limiting yourself. Yeah, exactly, Tracy. And I think the society is set up so it's like, you know, work really hard, then you can have a little bit of time off for fun. But why not have lots of fun and lots of enjoyable moments? And it is a perspective shift because a lot of people don't think that's possible, but it really is. And then you can obviously build your life based upon pleasure instead of hard work and trying and money and striving. It's really stepping into that feminine aspect of oneself. Oh my goodness, so much wisdom there. And it's so true. I think I've said it like a bazillion times um, on the podcast and in my social media posts, like I am passionate about helping women start and grow profitable businesses, but based around the life that they want, like start with your life first and what lights you up and otherwise all the wheels fall off at some point. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the big things we are, For so many of us, it is about moving beyond what we've been told or taught or see others. Like it's easy to look at another woman's business online or what another woman does with her children and it all looks very lovely, but what another woman does may not be pleasurable to you. That lifestyle may not be the kind of lifestyle you want to live. So you have to find that out for yourself. You can't really sit down and just nut it out in a day. It takes a little bit of time coming back to yourself and your values. Totally, totally does. Okay, so we've got the self-care and then there's also self-love and Mm. they are both very different but both necessary to complete each other. So can you explain the difference between the two, Sarah, and what methods or what advice can you provide to the biz mums listening to help them create a deeper self-love, particularly for that post-baby body that we may may have? I think it is really challenging. Like I had my son, I had a C-section, but not long after a year, just a little over a year later, I also had breast implants and I had them removed. And so I now have five quite large scars on my body, on my breast, under my arms and on my stomach. So this has been something that has actually been quite the journey for me personally as well. And I do understand and relate to a lot of people that come to me when they have had their child and they are a little bit scared about their body. I think one of the biggest things to stepping into the role of self-love, and this goes beyond self-care because self-care or pleasure is more of an action, whereas self-love is more of a feeling. It's something that you internally feel toward yourself the best thing that I could suggest is to become your own best lover I think we are really quite judgmental about our bodies but I am sure that your husband or your partner loves your body like regardless of how it looks 
I think we really have to come back and build that relationship again up with our body. And post-baby, your body is changing. So you need to keep changing with it. Like if you have that mindset of my body has to be a certain way, it's going to be really hard to love your body. So you have to actually start to tap in and communicate with your breasts, with your butt, with your vagina, with your thighs, with your legs. Get to know and just, I know this is going to sound super weird, but just get to know your body and communicate, like talk to it. Like what does my breasts need today? Do they need me to take off my bra? Do they need me to put on a bra? Communicate with your body and sometimes your body will tell you little things and sometimes it won't and that's okay. The important thing is that you're building a relationship up with your body and you're loving and learning to get in touch with your body on that level. Wow. And wouldn't it be so amazing? Like when you said fall in love with your body and like imagine being your own best lover. Imagine seeing yourself through the eyes of the person that loves you the most, like the person on this earth that absolutely loves you the most to your Mm. core. Like how many of us have guys out there that say we look better with all of the makeup removed? Or we look better when we have that hair that is like, I know my husband loves my beach hair and I absolutely hate it. I'm like, I just, I am thinking about getting home and washing it and straightening it because that's what I love. And that Mm. is like a lot of conditioning that I've received in my own upbringing around like my hair and and, and how it should look and da, da, da. But he actually really loves it when it is full on wild and crazy and it's like Mm. got the slight beach frizz going on. Like, I just think, imagine how great life would be for all of us ladies if we saw ourselves through the eyes of the person that loves us the most. Imagine if we loved ourselves the most. Exactly. And the thing is, I think a lot of people have a confusion about what true beauty is. True beauty is is self-love. It's confidence. It's not about your physical form. It's about how you feel inside. Do you know what? I'm just going to do a shout out to our friend Meghan Markle. Because she like yes. rocked that, that whole look for her wedding. It was just her. Like you could see her. You could see her true beauty. And I thought that was so powerful. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, what happens, Sarah, when we are out of alignment? Because we use this phrase, you know, in alignment, out of alignment. What happens when we are out of alignment and when we are not making time for pleasure in our lives? Well, I think a lot of people can probably relate to this, especially as a, a new mom or a mom. You know, it's so easy to get out of alignment. And alignment and balance is an ever-changing thing like your body. So you do have to go with the flow of each day. So when you are in alignment, though, you are healthy, you are vibrant, you are sexy, you are confident, But when you're not in alignment, when you're not taking time every single day for your pleasure, for your self-love, to communicate with your body, to nurture yourself, your soul, when you're not doing those things, your body will show you. Your body will come up with a new rash or you may end up getting a cold or sick or a headache or a backache. These are all little symbols and signs to let you know that something is out of balance in your life. Wow. Okay. So we need to be paying more attention to our bodies. This is where the self-love comes in, I'm, I'm guessing, to be able to recognize communicating with your body to be like, okay, something is not right here. Yeah, absolutely. 
So then what, what do we do? Okay, so these things have manifested themselves in topical rashes or colds and flus and headaches or just low mm. vibe. What can we do to kind of get in alignment? I love that question. I think the key here is two things. The first is obviously self-love, taking time to communicate with your body, to love, to nurture, to rest your body, to eat healthy foods, to drink enough water, and then taking time for pleasure. Maybe instead, now I know a lot of women are going to be like, oh, I need a clean house. Maybe instead of cleaning the house on the Saturday afternoon, you leave the house a little bit messy and you go outside and read a book in the sunshine because that's going to fuel you more than cleaning the house. We need to step back and reprioritize our health as something that we do not just when we get sick, but something that we also maintain. But if you do find yourself in that place where you feel sick, you feel down, you don't feel like even getting out of bed, as an example, you need to take time to reconnect, to recenter. And so do those things. Write a pleasure list, all the things that make you feel really good. And just write that list so you've got it there. It's best to do it when you feel happy. Write that list so you, if a time comes when you don't feel good and you feel sick, you can take that time out to reconnect and do those things that make you feel good again. Oh, I love that idea of the pleasure list. Can we deep dive into that a little bit more? Like what is the pleasure list? Yeah, so this is something I've actually always done. Even before I got into my coaching, having a pleasure list, it's about all the things that make you come alive. It's about what you want to feel, who you want to be, what you want to think, what you want to have and what you want to do. So maybe on your pleasure list is the fact that you want to feel calm and you want to feel centered and focused. And you might write some things that will help you to feel calm, centered and focused. That might be meditation. That could be on your pleasure list to help you feel that way. You could have on your pleasure list to simply buy yourself some beautiful yellow roses or to have a day spa. It doesn't have to be expensive. It could be simply to give yourself a foot massage. Anything that makes you come alive, that makes you feel the way you want to feel and be the way you want to be are things that you need to have on your pleasure list. Okay. And then again, it comes down to knowing yourself because there's a lot of things out there just being marketed as self-care, but it may not necessarily fit well with you and what is pleasurable to you. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying I'm fully against self-care, but I think we need to ignore it a little bit because it has become, you know, it's become quite marketed really. So again, connecting to our core values and our core self. And no doubt there's there would have been a time in your life which you felt really truly happy and fulfilled. We've all got times in our life where we've felt amazing. Go back to those times instead of looking online for the next self-care tip or technique. Go back to the times in your life that you felt really good and look for signs or symbols or things that you did back then that made you feel amazing because there's no doubt things that you can do and you can draw upon from back then and bring them into the present moment. That is such good advice. Like Because usually when you try to recall a time in your life when you were happiest, mm. you're also able to see that maybe you were performing your best in your career or your business, or maybe you had exceptional people around you at the time as well. There certainly is some strong links or a connectedness between ourselves living this pleasurable life 
and coming from a place of self-love and the ripple effect on other areas of our life. So I wanted to talk to you about that as well, Sarah, because I know you're big on that. So how does creating a life centered on self-love and pleasure affect the rest of our lives and in particular, our businesses? Yeah. And I think this is one of the things that, again, you know, coming back to the concept of slowing down in your business, when you start to add the pleasure items and when you start to add self-love to the mix, honestly, like it transforms your entire life. When you're in the bedroom with your partner, you want to leave the lights on because you're proud of your body. You're proud of the scars that you bear. When you're in your business, you're not hustling for the next client. No. You're you're giving pleasure, you're giving energy and service. And you know what? It's in those moments that people pick up on your energy and people contact you for the podcast interview or to write for them or, you know, they give you a shout out or you get tons of referrals. You don't even have to try. And it's so true, Sarah. When those things happen, they happen in abundance. It's like they're coming. It's like it's raining, Yeah, raining opportunities. <laughs> it yeah. is so true. Come from a place of service, not from a place of scarcity or desperation or fear. Yes, exactly. And you need to be in that place yourself first, obviously. Like a lot of people are like, okay, cool. I can come from a place of service, but they may not be in that really full place themselves yet. So the trick is to first make sure you slow down, love yourself and do the work on yourself. Yeah, because I have like an audience, a tribe full of heart and there'd be women Mm. listening to this saying, but I do come from a place of service and I'm not experiencing this abundance of opportunity or cash flow or pleasure in my life. And so you're Mm. saying, well, you might be approaching your business from a place of service, but then what about internally? Is that what you're saying? Like turn inward and look at how your the relationship that you have with yourself Exactly. Look at the relationship that you have with yourself. Like, have you got any unprocessed emotions, you know, good or bad that you haven't dealt with? How are you starting your day? Like, are you starting your day where you just jump on your phone or on your computer and check your emails? You know, the first thing that you should do to start your day is something of pleasure, something small that gives you great pleasure. For me, it's my morning pages and I take time out to do three pages of writing every morning where I process my emotions and, you know, I think clearly. And then the next thing, the very next thing I do is I put on a full face of makeup, regardless of whether I'm going out of the house or not, regardless of whether I'm going to see anyone or not, because I know that that pleasurable item will make me feel amazing for the rest of the day. So we have to take that time for ourselves first before we can take that time in our business. Okay, so this is where it links to the whole, okay, what might be great for you might not Mm. make me feel amazing in my life or whatever. So makeup for you and getting yourself done and feeling Mm. put together, is that like a huge motivator or driver for a successful day for you? Yes, exactly. And everybody's different. Like you're different to me and, you know, every other mom and hustler is going to be different. Yes. Okay. I love that. But you know that about yourself because you've had time to develop this relationship with yourself. Yeah. And I do. And I think this is the thing where we need to sort of switch off a little bit online from what everybody else is doing and switch into ourselves a little bit. So having a social media 
holiday is a good thing. You know, tuning back into ourselves and what feels good is a good thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, living a holistic, like healthy, glamorous life as a mum in business can sound like total goals to people. Like, because some people are just like, you know, having a shower is like total goals to them. So to be able to imagine being healthy, being holistic, being inspired, being glamorous and getting it all done is just seeming almost impossible for some people. But in what small ways do you recommend that biz mums start redesigning their lives so that they are living ones that come from a place of worth? Like I'm hearing you speak a lot Mm. about ritual in your day, like you wake up, Mm. you have this morning routine or you have your, your process of the makeup. So do you have any tips or advice for how someone can start like at the very, very beginning in redesigning their own life to be ones of worth? Yeah, I love that. And often what I do with my clients, uh, you know, just starting, who are just starting out on this journey and stepping into their pleasure palace, I like to call it, is I ask them the miracle question. And the miracle question is a solutions-focused question to help you create change in your life. And it goes a little something like this. So I'm just going to shorten it a little bit for purpose of time. So imagine tonight while you are sleeping, a miracle occurs. And when you wake up, your entire life is completely different. It's exactly, exactly how you desire it to be. What do you find yourself feeling as you go about your day? What do you find yourself thinking about yourself and your environment, your business and your children as you go about your day? What do you find yourself believing about yourself? What do you find yourself doing in your day? And what do you find yourself seeing? What's different in this miracle day? You're embracing something different, that life that you want. And I normally ask that question. When I ask that question, we're forgetting about all the problems and all the cleaning and all the emails we've got to do. And we are looking at something that we want to create. And it's often in that life that we can see little glimpses of things that we can actually do now. So in that miracle life, you may want to feel really confident. You may want to believe that you're a sexy, fun, outgoing mama, like whatever it is. There's a lot of those things in that miracle life that you can draw into this present moment. So I'd really challenge your listeners to actually take the time to do that question and to write it down and then look at one or two things that they can implement today in their life to feel the way they want to feel. I think that's like, it's such a possible thing to do. So if you removed all obstacles and basically you could have this ideal life or ideal day, Mm. like what would you be thinking, feeling, doing, seeing, Mm. all of that stuff? And then what things could you actually bring into your life now and start living from there now? Exactly. That's such a powerful exercise. I can't wait for people to do that because we spend too much time waiting Exactly. Like planning for a delaying gratification or or planning for I can do this when I, you Mm. know, I've had friends say to me, oh, I will go on that holiday when I look Mm. a certain way, you know, and it's like, but the holiday means so much to you and it would have such a ripple effect on your entire vivaciousness for life. Like why delay it? 
Exactly. And I think that is so important, Tracy, because we have to enjoy the day today, each day, because we don't know when our last day may be. So bringing like all these things that we want and most of the things that we want, we can actually have today. Most of them, aside from the financial things. Mm. Well, most of us only actually want like happiness is in those small details. Like it's not in, oh, okay, well, I have to have a multi-million dollar house and I need a house in Aspen and I need it. Yeah. That's probably not what people are going to be thinking about when they're doing this visual exercise. You're so yeah. right. Most of the things that you're going to come up with are things that you can actually have now. Mm. And I'm just going to throw in like one more ch- like challenge for your listeners as well. So in their visualization, there's probably some objects that they see surrounding them maybe often it's like beautiful flowers on the coffee table choose one object from your visualization that signifies that miracle life and bring it into the present so go out and buy your gorgeous flowers every week and put them on that coffee table so you have those objects to remind you of that person of that experience in that moment oh and before you know it you're creating that life that you love yeah with the people that you love. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Well, I am very excited. Thank you for such a practical exercise. I'm excited for people to go and do that thing because it, it can be very hard. It can be one thing to hear people going on about, oh, you should be living the life that you love, but it's like Mm. you've given a very practical exercise for how to actually start that process because Mm. sometimes people can feel stuck. So Mm. yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, that's okay. Let's keep getting actionable. I love it. Let's just stay on this path of action and practical Mm. things. I want to ask you, what are your top three tips for a busy mom who is trying to or feeling like she has to juggle it all? And I'm talking specifically about growing a business, being a great mom, having a social life, being a loving partner. How does one try to achieve it all or should we? I think it's something that so many of us strive for is trying to do it all. But to be honest, I don't think we can do it all. Neither should we have that that weight of our world of having to do it all on us. So my recommendation would be don't do it all. Just don't. Half of the things you probably don't even enjoy. Okay, keep coming back. Is that what we should do? Just keep coming back to do I enjoy this? Does this actually light me up? Yeah, exactly. Does this light me up? And yes, there'll be times then when you'll say, no, this does not light me up. Like cleaning the house is one example, you know, (laughs) but then they might not be able to, to afford a cleaner. So they have to do it. So in those moments where the things that don't light you, that you've got that you have to do, like cleaning the house, try and make them enjoyable. Put on some music, dance around the house, make it silly, make it fun. We take life so seriously. My tip is obviously to don't do it all. If you can, delegate it, delete it, communicate it, communicate with your partner and see if he can do it or put it to the side on the back burner. Often we have like a list of to-dos when all those to-do lists and all those goals and all those aspirations take us out of the present moment. They take us out of the pleasant moment. So we need to come back and recenter and refocus and scrap that to-do list and just have one thing if you want. 
but don't do it all. Delegate or delete it. Yes. Or I say automate it. Like there are some yes. things in your business that you're just doing over and over again and you hate you hate that. So yeah. it's like, oh, my goodness, could that be a taken into a canned response, like an email mm. that is just a canned response? You've removed emotion out of it, but yet you find yourself having to reply with that all the time. Or could you make that be a frequently asked question on your website? Or, mm. you know, there are so many things. Yeah. Could you remove it completely? Like, really? Does it even need to be there? Like, exactly. is, it, is it serving anyone? Is it making you feel good? I mm. think we do. All of this pressure just comes from ourselves or Mm. our need of wanting to please other people or thinking about what others may think so that that again is a place of fear but okay so you're saying we don't need to do it all no we don't and society like what you're saying you know society teaches us that we need to be a certain way and I don't think we need to be that way at all I think we need to be honest and truthful with ourselves that is integrity and we have one life like right now to live and I think we should live that to the fullest doing what enjoy we enjoy the most so don't do it all create that pleasure list that we spoke about have one of those things on your pleasure list as a ritual that you do every single day for me it's the makeup it makes me feel good all day but it could be something else for someone else but find that thing that lights you up the most and do it every day the third thing I want to say and is I think that a lot of women have put, you know, their bedroom endeavors, the time with their hubby on the back burner or they put it right down the list. But pleasure also means taking time with your lover in that manner and learning new techniques and bringing your A game in the bedroom to just enjoy yourself. And that Creating pleasure in the bedroom also ripples over into your business. It also ripples over into you being a happy, healthy mum. So take the time to really make your bedroom life a priority. Wow. I love it. Like everything is so in sync. And this is again when we come back to that word alignment. When you're feeling like you're not aligned, stop listen to your body or look at your life and what you're doing and start there and fix mm. it from the inside out. Yes. I am loving it. I'm loving all of these practical tips, the pleasure list, the visualization exercise, all of that is so practical and so much truth and wisdom in what you're saying. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us here on the podcast. Do you want to just wrap things up by telling us where we can go to actually keep learning with you or work with you and and what have you got planned in the near future? Thanks, Tracy. Yeah, it was great to share these tips with your listeners and I do hope they go on and action them because that yeah. is where the real change takes place. Like, look, I'm an Instagram junkie. You can come over to my Instagram, which is Sarah Marie Little. It's L-I-D-D-L-E. Um, I've also just started a YouTube channel for anyone interested, but I definitely hang out on Instagram the most. And the coming, yeah, I just (laughs) love Instagram. In the coming year, I am planning on writing a book. I have created these pleasure profiles. I believe that most women fit into four different pleasure profile categories. And when you learn your profile, you can then learn what you need to do to grow, to add more pleasure, to just become a better woman, a better wife, a better mother, a better lover. So 
I'm planning on writing that and making that into a book in the next year. That is incredible. I love it. So instantly when you said that, I was like, okay, so I'm thinking, you know how there are the five love languages or there are the different personality types or whatever. You're saying pleasure profiles. Oh, how incredible. I'm excited to see that unfold. Well, I'm sure you sound like you are completely on purpose with this. So everything is going to come with ease and flow and abundance into writing this book. I'm so excited for you and I'm going to be Instagram stalking you because that's where I love to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool. Well, thank you so much. All the best with serving your audience and growing your business. Thank you so much, Tracy. Well, I just loved that chat with Sarah because there was just so much truth in what she was saying, but her examples are such easy things to apply into our day. So starting with that pleasure list, like have you ever truly sat there and just written down all of the things that light you up? Have a go at that. I think there's so much to gain from such a simple exercise. And likewise with the visualization exercise, They're so simple, but they create tremendous transformations in our approach to life and such huge shifts in everything that we experience on an individual level, but also with our businesses and in our relationships, like with our loved ones, with our partners, children, all of that. If you loved this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast, please jump over to iTunes. There is a link in the show notes that you can click on to head straight over and leave me a review. If you have a favorite episode to date, I would love to know about it. So head on over and leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. And I can't wait to connect with you over on Instagram or Facebook. It is where I absolutely love to hang out. So come over and say hi. I'm at Mums with Hustle. But until next week, stay happy in your hustle and have a good one. Bye for now. Bye.